morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Had an undue uh, Strickland moment. I'm looking for. I'm looking at sheets. Papers. I know. I, That's it. What do we have? Myboo.com. Joining us at 12:30, Kanai Wallace. Kanai, <laughs> brother plays for the Raptors, I believe. Mm-hmm. Kawhi. Welcome in. It is the midday grind. Coveted hour here on Five Nine to the Fan. That's Charlie Marlowe over there, fresh off TMA duty on a Wednesday. And uh, no offense to you, Charlie. Oh, here we go. No, no offense. This will be offensive. So go ahead. No offense, but they really didn't need you. You had Darren Pang, That's you had what I Joe Micheletti, you had Joe Buck, you had Daddy Potter. I don't know who all you Chase? had. But, and Chaser, yeah. We had a good morning or a good day on the station, I feel like. We should do a promo. Not to do a little housekeeping on the air, but do a promo there. We're like, the place to turn when you want blues coverage. And we followed up with if you don't Ken listen, Wilson, Keith Kachuk, Prongs. And then you just tag it. If you don't listen, you may die. I was listening to the Ken Wilson interview. Great interview. What a voice. That voice just, like, jumps through What a book. That's, really, that's the more dial. important thing. Not the voice, not the interview content itself. Just the idea that he was That on. he was booked. Yeah. Okay, He's so good 72. job, Brian Hoffman. <laughs> uh, and it would be hard to explain for Charlie, but for 20 years, he was the voice of the blues. And, and people just love and still do. Like, if you ask fans, now he kind of got into it, management, whatever. They just decided they wanted to make a change. It's a long, sorted story. In fact, his farewell after he was let go was on 590. And I still have it. There's so many things that I need to clear out and get rid of. My desk at home. Water bottles. My desk at Fox you 2. two water bottles and the LaCroix can today. True. Empty. Hey, I had this uh, foam finger from the Rams in... Uh... <laughs> 2006. Hey, you know how many times people come into the sports office at Fox 2 and like, hey, you guys got a golf ball? We're doing we a thing. A, we need a prop. Do you have like a, a batting helmet? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you have one of those little mini bats? Oh, sure. It's usually the morning show doing a promo. 100%. Are you they're fun of the morning show? No. wacky on Fox 2? No. But Don't I'll, take the news seriously enough for you? Morning show promos typically have the prop, so they can't talk about the blues without one of the anchors swinging a stick mm-hmm. and saying, well, have you covered Wow. tomorrow? But Ken Wilson, when he was let go, went on 590 The Fan. I think it was Klaibs and Rammer, and he he didn't... Blow up the bridge, as they say. He he dropped a nuclear bomb, <laughs> and he I did, he referenced that though. Did, did he? he? I think he referenced well, it yesterday. Because I decided the the positive vibes, right? It's not worth revisiting, even though Marty loves the negative. I thought it wasn't revisit worth it at that time. But he went on the air and just was doing haymakers 
towards the organization. So what I thought was notable yesterday is how much love he still has for the team and for the fans and the idea that they could still win it. He got emotional towards the end. But there isn't, and I don't know the Detroit announcers well enough, it's not Ernie Harwell. He wasn't there for 50 years, but it was a 20-year run. And even though he got sideways clearly at the end with people that made those decisions, fans still absolutely love the guy. John Kelly's awesome. Blues fans have been lucky. To have this kind of run. Anyway, what was the question, Chuck? I was basically saying they didn't need you on TMA. Welcome back. We're better together. We're like the city and county. Better together. That's, and that's our going point. well. That's yeah. going well, right? I couldn't even comment yesterday. The Blues tweeted out that if you came down and bought some Blues gear at their team store yesterday, but got a ticket from the city, they said, please contact so-and-so. I think it was Ernestine. Should we call them the St. Louis City Blues, since we're being so particular about... About city county county thing, the St. Louis City Blues. They said, if you received a parking ticket today, please contact us and we'll make it, we'll clear it up. And they said, moving forward, we'll do it. And then I commented and said, come on, Team STL, let's do a little better than this. Few people said, it's because people are too cheap to park in the garage. Somebody else wrote back and said, they told us the garage wasn't available. Somebody else said, it's $20 in the garage. And I'm like, oh my God, we can't even sell freaking gear See, this is the problem. without having a whole city. <laughs> this is the problem. The county, county people come in here and oh, here like, you go. guys can't make money. Your budgets are terrible. You guys, everything's in deficit. Just trying to get a little revenue off basic parking fees like every city does. And now the county guy comes in complaining about it. This is why. This is the problem. Jeff Bernthal said he's doing an interview with a guy buying some gear. Like, oh, I'm so excited. I got... He goes, oh, hold on. I'm getting a ticket. <laughs> got to wrap the interview. Was that live? Only in the STL. I don't think it was live. So welcome aboard, Chuck. Good to be here. Kenny Wallace should be here at about 1230. The only downside of the Stanley Cup final? Final. Final. Singular. Singular. Two teams, one series. Two teams, one series. And just so you know, people out there, I'm not corrector guy. I don't really actually care if you say Stanley Cup final or Stanley Cup finals. But as we've discussed many times on the show... We had one news anchor where I think his main goal in life was to correct people if you said Stanley Cup finals. So it's become kind of an inside joke. But deep down, I'm not a corrector guy, and I really don't care. It's kind of funny for Martin and I and probably nobody else, so we should stop doing it. Are you enjoying the, the time off? And to my point is the only, down, the only downside of this, it's over. It's exciting. Yesterday was all about it, and today you can enjoy it. I've had a few Blues friends of mine that are huge fans say, I like this. Because I want to enjoy my weekend. I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want. To, I, I can't wait for game one, but I actually can spend the whole weekend thinking about how cool is this. It's been 49 years. It's a three-day pregame. People are saying, though, if you're a nervous fan. Many people are saying. that. <laughs> I found one person on Twitter who said this. <laughs> Look at my story online. People are outraged. Here's a tweet from Susie in Charlotte. Oh, she's mad. She has 12 followers. All family members. <laughs> But people who really stress over the games are saying this is a good thing. Me, personally, I'm kind of I'm missing the hockey because you get into sort of a routine here where you're back to game day. Yes, Charles! Disagree. And I think you're going to know where I'm going here. As someone who likes to really enjoy life. Oh. Think about it like this. Because of work. Yes. Of, off no. yesterday, <laughs> off today. No. no, that's not what I'm saying. Think about it. There's a lot of hardworking people in St. Louis, right? A lot of people work. We've been told. I don't. We don't. We've know. been told. Many people are saying, "Okay, 
So if you have your weekends off, you enjoy your weekends with your family. It's a great time. And then a lot of people, they get the Sunday scaries. And they have the to. What? The Sunday, Sunday scary? Is that a thing? Rockio, come on now. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. That's a weird title. It's because not scary? No, no this here's is the thing. thing. This is absolutely. Now, I don't know about you, Charlie, but because of the, the, the area of work that I'm in, I, they're not as prevalent as they used to be when I was in school. Me either. Like when I was in high school, the Sunday scaries were literally. Like you get that it's that it's that feeling you got every day when you were in high school at like three p.m. on a Sunday. You get that pit in your stomach. Like I got the I got a week coming. I got homework I haven't gotten to yet. I got a test on Tuesday. That feeling I got to get up tomorrow at six thirty in the morning. That feeling. Oh man, Sunday scares with the worst. That's what I'm saying. It's usually what? Sunday night. You're watching a show like Billions or Game of or Thrones. Or Sunday night football. Sunday night football. You're oh, having a I great remember, time. I remember that pit in my stomach when I would watch the halftime show at Sunday night football. Like I didn't. I'm not doing my homework right now. I need to. Right. Oh, it's the worst feel. That was the worst. Feeling. And then the realization comes that, oh, my gosh, tomorrow I have to go to work and be serious. So my point is you can enjoy the weekend and have fun. And then when you have a Stanley Cup final playoff game to look forward to Monday, Wednesday, doesn't that make the work week more fun? It does. Doesn't I, it make the day mm-hmm. go by quicker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I, saying. I do wonder if the series does go the distance. It goes till June 12th. That'll be the, that's game seven scheduled in, in Boston. Can we then, after that game, mail it in until the 4th of July? Hundred <laughs> percent. We're going to be celebrating if the Blues win the Cup. Just like the nothing matters the rest of the summer. Nothing matters. Waka's <laughs> got a fourteen ERA. <laughs> Wait a minute. What if that's the Cardinals' excuse? If their Blues win the Cup and then like it's in July and they're selling off assets because they're not very good, right. and he just goes, "Oh, nothing matters." Blues right. won the Cup. He's Chuck a, knows the answer to this. Chuck knows right. the answer to this. Who always took cover because there was another team doing really well, even though. His team was terrible. Who would always start a press conference? Oh. I'd like to I, I, congratulate I, I, Tony and the Cardinals for what they're doing. We're yes. all behind them. We're all One, excited. 1,000%. Let's focus on Tony and the Cardinals. Hey, uh, hey Coach, you got a, a run defense that's given up 300 yards per game for the last <laughs> six games. Uh, hold on a second, Mott. Is this David Freeze from St. Louis? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> And we're like, yeah. Anyway, now hold. Hey, coach, you guys are uh, dead last in all offensive categories as well as all defensive categories. <laughs> Is Coppin to pitching on Friday? Now hold on. If you take away though Frank Gore's sixty-eight yard <laughs> touchdown and the forty-seven yard touchdown, he only rushed for forty-two yards. And what I really liked about that sixty-eight yard touchdown was the was Quentin Michael. Quentin Michael <laughs> still tried at the end, didn't tackle him, but never gave up. Uh, There's a lesson to be learned, kids. <laughs> well, what would you be asking about the Blues? If the Rams are still here and if Steve Spagnuolo. Now, does a power play mean they have one extra guy? So does he bring a guy? The guy goes away, but does the other guy come back? So that would be two extra, right? What if the Blues had won the Cup when Spags was here? And we all know that the, the NHL playoffs and the NFL season don't coincide at all. Would he have brought it up in September yes. if they started off yes. like 100 Yes. You wait for the... <laughs> Wait for next year. What could be going on? The Royals would be, what, 40 games under? Chiefs have a game two where they've given up a lot of points. KU basketball is a big conference one in November. I would like to wish Bill Self and the guys a congrats in advance. God, they'll never get old for me. Love it. Next topic. 855-282-8255 is the text topic. No, no next topic. 45 minutes of SPACs. 45 yes. more minutes of SPACs. Chuck, what is it? Honestly, like this that's, that's all I've been hoping this show becomes one day is just... You guys just doing that voice. 
the entire show. To be fair, that's all I want. We did it a lot early. Oh, this show now, I know, it, was so good. it has been going on for two plus years. Early on, we maybe did too much. No. And again, no, hold on no. a second. Not too much for me. <laughs> no, I think it's hilarious. I try to think of the listeners, though, and sometimes you're wearing them out. Like, there are things that are funny to me that I feel like other people don't take enjoyment in. I right? think a lot of times we fall into a trip of doing inside jokes that only we get. Like so, final, final. So we find, yeah, so we find it funny. The listener may not. The listener finds the Spagnola voice funny. I, I, they are in on that joke, and I think they love it. Uh, 855-282-8255. Let us, as we go, we get the pulse of the people. Is there such a thing as too much spags? Friend of the show, Thomas Crone, who's a writer, has has texted me at times and said, so random, I haven't listened in a while, but I ca- caught some spags. <laughs> it goes like months without hearing time. us. And <laughs> every time he in. tunes in, catches a little bit of spags. Like, why are they talking about a Rams coach who has been gone for a while? I'd like to congratulate this Gloria. Now, Gloria is the captain <laughs> of the team, correct? The greatest soundbite this station had regarding the former Rams head coach was from Michael Strahan, and I think it was myself and Frank. Oh, God. And I, I wish, wish we I could find this. it because I think Frank was being respectful. Like, Michael, you played for our coach, Steve Spagnuolo. You had a championship moment. Clearly he helped design a winning formula to beat those Patriots and, you know, this whole buildup to give Spagnuolo some credit. Here's a guy who probably had a higher opinion of him than most in St. Louis. And Strahan goes, Oh, man, Spags. Yeah, we used to just toss him up in the air and flip him around. <laughs> it was the most disrespectful answer possible, even though I'm sure they get along, and I'm sure he liked him and respected him. But the answer, because the buildup from Frank, as he is apt to do, was very uh, respectful, and it kind of was building to this crescendo of you guys have got yourself a winner. And instead, he just made a joke about how little he was. Didn't he say something like, oh, Spags, I like to put him in my pocket. Something along those lines. Something like yes. that. Yes. It oh, should be no. in the archives. So he did not command respect, as uh, well, such as a Craig Berube does. It's po- Yeah, nobody's going to say that years <laughs> later. Oh, Chief, yeah, we used to just flip him up around in the air and put him in my pocket. No. But that's unfair, though, just because Spags is short. It is unfair. And because he didn't play in the league. It's unfair, but I didn't say it. His Me former either. player said it, to be fair. Uh, too much spags, not enough spags. No, Eight, we're five, getting five. a lot of I love Chuck Spags. We're getting a lot <laughs> of that. Spags chatter is up there with Ash Tony in my book. Hall of Fame worthy, says Stepdad Gary. <laughs> when in doubt, Spags on. That could, be a new, that could be my new write-in name. will be Chuck Spags. Chuck Spags. What happened to Chuck Schmucks? They've all gone away. Remember you had your Schmucks for a while? Oh, yeah. Your Lemmings. That could be a good segment. Chuck Schmucks. Chuck mm-hmm. Schmucks. Uh, so Blues will... Uh, Get back at a little bit of work. They're going to travel Saturday. And then Sunday, you'll have all the buildup, the national media, the guy with those great Canadian accents asking questions. In fact, it was a guy from Canada who had a question that referenced a really old-school player, and Barubi started laughing. It was in San Jose. So the diehard Canadian media will be there Sunday, a little bit of buildup, and then games Monday, Wednesday, next Saturday, June 1st, if they go to a Game 7. June 12th is three weeks from yesterday. Is that right? Three weeks from yesterday? Yeah, it'll be a two-and-a-half-week-long series if it goes the They, they kind of gave it the NBA Finals look in terms of spacing some of these games where you'll go from a Sunday to a Wednesday or Wednesday to a Saturday instead of it. Because for the most part, your playoffs are every other game. But other news, Charles, the uh, Cards have won a game in a row. They split. They split with the Royals. I watched almost the entirety of both games, honestly. Ooh, why? 
Especially that first one. Well, Ooh. I was off yesterday, so I was kind of around the house. Just like, chores. you got work to do. He's like, nope, got to watch these games. I told Martin I'd follow her. Like, I remember heading into it, all the chatter was against these Royals, you better pray for a split. So Waka was not good. He even said unacceptable. The question, and really it's something Frank and I were talking about, is would you make a move? The commissioner Cummins says right now you don't have to because of the day off. You can skip Waka's next start, but that doesn't really fix the issue. You love the idea of Hudson and Gant flipping. Frank said he doesn't like that idea. Kamish, he doesn't? He does not. Why? He, he thinks Hudson is gaining a little bit of okay, steam. Okay, but first of all, don't yell don't, at me. Hold call on. Frank and yell at him. Hold on. At this point, you would not flip those two. You would flip Waka. I mean, Waka, by far, all due respect, of the five in the rotation, if you're looking at who is the weakest link, unfortunately right now it is Michael Waka. And all I'm saying is that John Gant was very good in the rotation last year. 3.61 ERA as a starter. He's been nasty in the bullpen. I get it. He's a valuable bullpen asset. But look at yesterday. John Gant had not pitched in, in three days. He had three days rest. You used him to throw eight pitches in a 10-3 game. Would you not have a better chance of winning, of using more pitches from John Gant earlier in game one? Does he give you a better chance? It's as simple as this. Does he give you a better chance than Michael Walker right now to win a baseball game? I don't think that's a difficult question. The answer is yes. Any at-bat in the game, do you want Waka or Gant on the mound? The answer would be Gant. So you're saying, why not start him? And and look, I understand he's been pitching basically an inning at a time, but but several times this year he's thrown two full innings. His last outing before last night, he threw 37 pitches. So again, if you're trying to build him up, look at the way baseball is going. You don't have to send these guys back to the minors. You have all kinds of teams using basically opener strategies or or glorified tandem or piggyback strategies. John Gant threw 37 pitches. If you give him some days off, he could throw 50, and then after that, you're darn close to a starter's workload. And all I'm saying is he was proven last year as a, as a very good starter, as a, as a solid starter. And right now, that's your biggest hole, your biggest weakness on your team. It does seem like during this bad stretch, the month of May, that some of your bullpen pieces that were good have become sort of inconsequential, like a Jordan Hicks who you couldn't use because you weren't in safe situations, even John Gant. Like, you can't really flash your bullpen if you're not winning games. And for the last few weeks now, the bullpen, which has some good pieces, some of the lesser pieces have moved on. Gregerson was DFA'd. I don't know if anybody claimed him yet. I don't think so. They probably don't want to pay him what he's owed. Yeah. Uh, Leon went down to Memphis. But some of those good pieces, your bullpen, when it was shining, your rotation had to hand them something, and that's just been bad for a while now. I agree. I think you got to do – I just – and I respect the guys who say, stay the course. I'm still looking for Schilt at this point to say, you know what? Maybe it is Fowler leading off. Maybe we're going to bring up Ponce de Leon for a start. We're going to try a couple of different things. Because this is not just a bad series. This is a stretch now that's almost a month long. And I understand people that will respond and say, it's a 162-game season. And I get that. And I do think, especially in baseball, you do need to be patient. But also remember, we've heard this line for now three and a half years. And for three seasons, the previous three baseball seasons, they finished how many games out of a postseason spot? Not Ooh, many. Just a handful. Okay, so one game last last year, there were, there were what? That week, there were like an 80% chance to make the playoffs on that Monday before that last week. My point is, if you get too many games back, if you're too far back, we have seen this. We should, we should have learned from this lesson 
that games in May, April, June matter when you end up not making the postseason by two or three games. So there has to be a sense of urgency a little bit, especially for a franchise that would be looking at four years of no postseason baseball. What did Theo say to his Cubs team? October begins in April. A 20-win month doesn't guarantee a postseason series season as we saw last year, but a 20-loss month can sink it. And they're in the midst of that right now. I just think the – and I – you're not saying, blow the whole team up, trade everybody. I think there are some minor moves or some tweaks you could try that might improve your chances to win a particular series. All of this said, Saturday's probably one of the bigger games of the year. It's the Cards and Braves. Mm-hmm. It's on Fox 2, Huge and game. the coverage starts at 5.30 with the Red Zone. So oh, who's please, hosting that? That'll be me, Chuck, Zach, the whole team. The whole squadron will be part of that half-hour Pre-game, it's an opportunity that we seized to do a show because we're not busy with blue stuff. We thought, let's do a half-hour Cardinals show. <laughs> we'll do that Saturday at 5.30 on the red zone, and uh, I'm looking forward to what I think is clearly the game of the year. That's Yachty Dog Bowl. Is it the Dog yes. Bowl? I want that, by Go the way. to cardinals.com slash promotions to get it because you forgot to do the live read during Frank's show. So go to cardinals.com slash promotions to purchase tickets to get your Yachty Dog Bowl on Saturday night. I, I want that item for, for our outdoor patio dog bowl. You know what I'm saying? And especially since you have people over like Martin and Kim and they're not welcome inside, is that where the I can always from use outside? the dog bowl. Correct. The dog bowl is for <laughs> Otis and Martin. 100%. Hey, and Chuck, this is a beautiful house. Yep. Okay, you guys leaving? All right, see you later. Hoffman. You got the car. Like, I was never invited inside. Hoffman, we can look this up. Okay. But I'm pretty sure last year, one of our Red Zone shows, Fox Game versus the Braves, it was something like 12 zip. It was just the Cardinals got smoked, and it was that Max Freed who absolutely shoved in that game. I want to say he had just a ridiculous amount of strikeouts and was unbelievable. And we built up these Fox games, and it was like over in the second inning. But maybe, maybe maybe, maybe Luke Weaver just got blown up. Sounds right. Can we check on the that? Next- uh, wow, Chuck, good memory. The uh, The Braves won that game. It was close. It was 11-4. They were up at one point 11-0. Um, the Cardinals attempted to come back in the ninth, scoring four runs. Uh, came just short. Max Freed did start that game. Six and two-thirds. No earned. Four hits, three walks, 11 strikeouts. Luke Weaver, four and two-thirds. Eight earned, ten hits, two walks, five strikeouts. Did allow two home runs. Uh, Brett Cecil relieved at one point and had a scoreless inning. How about that memory right there? Come on, that's pretty good. This is a guy who has to write down what the temperature is outside. But I remember weird stuff. Like I remember actually when I was at a game, Unlike Martin, who thinks he was at games that Joel Goldberg was <laughs> well, actually I at. clarified, because we've talked a lot about the uh, Pierre Turgeon Game 7 goal in Phoenix. We played that uh, yesterday. And and Ken Wilson said, Ricard Pearson. Oh, I remember Ricard Pearson. They thought he had scored at first, went in off Turgeon skates. I believe at some point I said that game was great. I remember hitting Frank on the shoulder because he was in the way. We're getting out of the press box. It's the uh, Suns home arena. So I saw Joel, Joel Goldberg the other night, and I said that game, and, and Dave Sharp, our photographer, is like, Joel, remember when we were in Phoenix for game seven? And I said, was that not me? And they both said, no, it was the two of us, and we went right to Dallas from Phoenix. Well, let's play a game. Was Martin there? God. Just name events. Now, my, my favorite game was the Molina 2006 NLCS game seven. I'm starting to wonder, was I really there? But I think... My confusion, I was at game five. Mm. Scott Young had the game winner. Might have been an overtime. I don't remember. So I was there for game five, which kept the series alive.
but I was not there. I don't know how I got those two. They're slightly similar, but it's a big deal to remember. Are whether you telling me Martin misremembers <laughs> when yes. he was at ball games? It's true. <laughs> it's very weird. I, seriously, I texted you. Did I not? It freaked me out the other night because the two of them happened to be the two that were together in Phoenix. They both said, you weren't there. Again, this is probably an inside joke that nobody cares about. No, people like people- this stuff. <laughs> but just three years ago, I 100% was at Game 7, Blues, Stars, and Dallas. But I still to this day can't remember if I was at Game 5. I have no idea. I might have been, but I don't remember if I was there. You know what I I'm think you were. I think I was too, but Isn't I don't weird? really remember being there. Uh, a lot to get to, clearly. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be at Schnucks out in Dardine Prairie. We're going to be there from 10 until 2. If I Is the baseball show? Baseball show is there. The you guys are weekly? just you're a warm-up act because everyone wants more baseball this time of year. So 590 baseball, 1 to 2 tomorrow at Schnucks in Dardine Prairie. And you know what? we got a big announcement from Schnucks, a new product from a local athlete. Also, give it away nine pair of Cardinal tickets during the broadcast. yet, do we? We're talking about doing a scavenger hunt inside the store. We're going to destroy the store. People are going to be like breaking into cereal boxes. Supermarket and, sweep style? Yeah. Old school? It's 7909 State Highway North, Darting Prairie, Missouri, in case you wanted the address for our listeners. Uh, we're coming back. Kenny Wallace, who was supposed to be with us Tuesday. We were all blues all the time, even though he's a fired-up blues fan. He might be in Terre Haute, Indiana. Looked like he was winning a race last night. Tuesdays with Kenny on deck. On 590 The Fan.